Welcome to Developers Hangout Podcast, and today we have Jesse. Jesse, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, and then we'll start hanging out. Hey, how's it going? I'm Jesse. You might also know me as Codestacker from YouTube. I am also a senior developer advocate at MongoDB. So the MongoDB developer advocacy, that's brand new, right? That's like a few months? Yeah. It can't be that uh, long, right? Yeah, it's maybe like three months or so. I kind of lost track of time. I was starting to count by weeks, and now it's months, and I don't know. <laughs> it, it was a, it was several months ago, yeah. Um, kind of uh, interesting transition because I've kind of been doing developer advocacy on my own, you know, with the YouTube channel, and, right. and now a company wants to pay me to do the same thing. So I thought, why not? Yeah, so before you weren't full-time on YouTube, right? You were still doing uh, other work. Mm. Uh, I remember when you were talking about, hey, like I've got a new role coming and, mm -hmm. you know, in the Discord before you announced, did the announcement, which was super fun, by the way. Mm -hmm. The announcement video was was fun. Um, yeah, what made you decide Mongo was the, the place to do advocacy for? Because like, obviously, yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. I was YouTube and now I'm at Tina doing advocacy and people are paying me to do the same thing. But what made you choose choose them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I interviewed with several different companies and I kind of, you know, made that choice as far as I only wanted to interview with companies that I kind of believed in, like the product, you know, is a good product and the company itself has has good values. Um, and so there were actually uh, two different companies that I was uh, looking at and decided to go with Mongo. Uh, it's just a great company, great product. It's something that I can, you know, get behind without, uh, you know, uh, it, there's no no issues with it right right yeah yeah there's no pretending or, mm -hmm. or any of that kind of stuff it's just believe in the product and that's right that was the same thing for me at tina like the only reason i got my job at tina was because i did a video on it that was mm -hmm. like how that all started and the only reason i did a video was because i believed in the product and thought it was cool and no one else was talking about it mm -hmm. um yeah so what what is your life like now at, at mongo like what what is your day-to-day -day like um because I found that a few dev advocacy roles are a bit different. So, yeah, why don't you just give us a quick rundown of, of what that's like? Yeah, we have um, a weekly team stand-up where we just talk about, you know, what everyone is doing on the team, what our goals are, uh, stuff like that. So I have uh, generally some, you know, articles, blog articles that I might write, uh, a video. Uh, right now I'm working on a video series for the MongoDB YouTube channel. Um, we also have different projects that, that we're uh, helping with as far as like uh, that are in development. So if some testing needs to be done on this new product, um, we, we might, you know, bring that in and test and, and help to give feedback, um, working with the community, like there's a community forum as well. So if there's questions, uh, you know, we'll go and respond to these questions. And if we see a lot of questions on a particular topic, that's a good idea. Like let's write an article about this, or let's figure out what the issue is and go back to the to the engineering team and see how we can uh, allevi alleviate these issues, right? Yeah, yeah, similar kind of thing. I'm I'm a one man crew, so it's mm -hmm. just me. But yeah, like it's the same idea of like hanging around in the forum or thinking up video blog, whatever guides, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so how many are on your on your team? Because I imagine that Mongo's team is reasonably sized, considering the size of the product. Yeah, so I work uh, specifically on the Atlas team. Um, right. and, and on that team, I think there's around eight of us. Wow. So yeah, as so far you... as the de developer advocates in general, there's a lot more, but specifically for the Atlas team, there's about eight. Wow. That, I mean, at least you've got a decent sized team so you can all kind of rift off each other and, and come up with all those, you know, ideas to, to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I was super excited when you, when you finally forayed into dev advocacy as a, like a real role like uh -huh. kind of thing because yeah. yeah your videos and, and your youtube it, it's always been really good and appreciate and, that. and i think uh -huh. i think like your style of teaching it fits perfectly in that dev advocacy role like if you look at dev advocacy as in general like if you look at the big players in the space like i think your teaching style and, and just your demeanor in general fits into that role super uh -huh. well and i'm i'm pumped that you're you're in the same space as there's quite a few of us in, in the YouTube world. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, this is just a, it's a great community to be involved in. Um, the, the kind of the, the thing that 
like looking back two years ago, I would have never thought that I would be in this position because mm -hmm. I'm very much an introvert. Like it, it takes yep. a lot of effort for me to put myself out there. Right. And so a lot of developer advocates you'll notice are very much extroverts and they, it just kind of comes naturally to them. So, you know, that's something that I constantly have to work on is, uh, and I think it just comes with time, you know, initially like the first couple of videos that I created on YouTube, uh, just, you know, you hate hearing your, your own voice yep. and seeing yourself and you, you kind of get over that after some time. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm also a, a pretty introverted guy, like on my own or like on a virtual, like even this is like, you know, fairly easy for me, but if you get me in a room full of people, I'm like, Whoa, um, cool. I don't really know what to do with myself. I guess I'll stand in the corner and, and wait for someone to come talk to me. Um, so yeah, yeah, I feel I feel the pain of being an advocate in in that space for sure. Mm -hmm. So outside of that, a lot of people who are going to listen to this are going to know you from from your YouTube channel, which has, uh, I would say, exploded. I guess is the right word. Uh, you've done some really big videos that have taken off, and the algorithm has has laid itself to you. Um, but yeah, like wh what's going on there? Like what what it got any different plans now that you're doing advocacy are you changing the way that you're doing your channel are you keeping things the same uh big plans for courses like what what what's kind of the next steps for you yeah i mean you're, you're really just always trying to figure out what works for the for the youtube algorithm and yep. um you know my main goal is to help people is to teach it's to educate right and so i think that ultimately it's going to be about that it's going to be about educating in some way um, whether the, whether it gets picked up by the algorithm or not, I just try to put out the best content that I can and see what happens. Um, I think initially, yeah, I had this big, huge spike in growth. Um, but over the past six months or so, it has very much leveled off. And I think that's just due to the fact that, um, you just never know what the YouTube algorithm is going to pick up. Like you can just keep putting content out there and you just never know. Um, but the future plans, you know, I have the stacker news that I'm doing every week, which is fairly simple, easy for me to put together. So nothing's going to change there. I'm trying to still put out a couple of good videos a month um, that, you know, is just, you know, for code stacker. Um, as far as courses, I have a couple of courses that I'm working on, but nothing that is like ready to go. So, right. Like, you know, hoping to have one out by the end of the year. So we'll, we'll see what, what, what happens. Um, but yeah, taking on this new role has definitely, you know, this is my day job at MongoDB. So then, you know, you have your extra time for, for the side hustles. And uh, there's not a whole lot of time between, you know, your day job, your side hustle, and then your family. So. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I think mm -hmm. that describes pretty much everybody that, you know, isn't a full-time YouTuber. And, and and to be fair, there aren't that many in our our niche, or in our space. There really isn't that many. And uh, yeah, like between doing dev advocacy and then trying to record your own YouTube video or do a course or create some piece of content, and then be like, oh yeah, I have a family downstairs mm -hmm. that, or in another room that I should be paying attention to. Yeah. Uh, it definitely sucks up a lot of a lot of time. Yeah, um, my my boss kind of gets on to me um, at MongoDB. Um, because I pretty much work every weekend. He's like, you got to take some time off. <laughs> like, well, I don't know where I'll get that time from, but we'll see. Right. Yeah. I think that was one of the, because we're so, I, I think for me, at least I'm so passionate about mm -hmm. like teaching and, and, and mm -hmm. educating people that it's hard to take time off. Mm -hmm. It's it's just hard, especially in, in our space, like in YouTube, like People don't expect you to take time off when they write a comment and they're like, Hey, I found this weird error, like help me. Uh -huh. And, and you know, it's very yeah. hard to be like, sorry, it's a Saturday and I'm chilling at home playing video. Like it's very hard, right? right? It's right. very hard. And, uh, yeah, it's about, about the same for me now. Like I, we have a discord for Tina and like, there'll be messages on the weekend and I'm like, should I reply? Should I not reply? And then I end up replying anyway. Right. Um, one of these days, my boss is going to catch me and be like, hey, log <laughs> off. But he hasn't caught me yet. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, you know, uh, the, the, all the side hustles. I enjoy all of these. I yeah, enjoy making videos. I enjoy making content. And so it's really not work. And yeah. so, you know, anytime I come out to the office, my wife is like, oh, you're going to work with, you know, air quotes. 
yeah you know, because she knows that i love my job and I'm like yes i am actually making money every time i go out there <laughs> right oh, yeah and it, it is true you know whether whether you're getting paid through your salary or, or youtube or, or whatever like in the end we're, we're getting paid for these side hustles and but yeah i wouldn't have it any other way i think mm-hmm. every every time i record a video and i edit it and it's done i'm like yes like mm-hmm. another one in the bag like really enjoyed that if that goes away i think i'll stop mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. if i start making content because i have to that'll mm-hmm. be when i that's when i'll stop mm-hmm. but yeah for sure that hasn't gone away yet fingers crossed mm-hmm um, yep. so, so talking about time off and, and things like that. So what do you do when you're not doing hundreds of side hustles and then, uh, MongoDB work? Like, what do you guys do for fun? Oh. Uh, what, what do you enjoy? Uh, we like anything outdoors when the weather is nice. Um, so going on hikes and going fishing, that tor- sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah, anything outdoors related. Uh, we love, you know, taking trips like Colorado, different places where, you know, nice out outdoor scenery so stuff like that yeah it's interesting i've done i think this is my 15th episode of this now i think don't don't quote me on that but i think mm-hmm. it's episode 15 and i think every person in tech's answer to like what do you do in your spare time has been like be outside mm-hmm. anything outside and it's just like yeah because mm-hmm. We spend so much time in front of something, whether it's a computer, laptop, screens, cam cameras, whatever. Yep. It's just nice to get out and about. And like that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to my parents. That's what my vacation is. Uh-huh. Um and my dad sent me an email with a list of things that need to be done because they <laughs> own a farm and uh-huh. he needs two people to do these jobs. So he's uh-huh. just been putting them off. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he's like, Yeah, I hope you don't mind, but I have this list of jobs do you mind helping me with some of these? <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, no, I really don't want to do this. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, it's outside where I don't have to be attached to a computer. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Give yep. me that list. So yep. for sure, I'm hoping to, to enjoy some of that. Yeah, I also enjoy doing like little projects around the house. I just, woodworking and just odd jobs, different things like that. Anything, yeah, physical kind of working with your hands that's not, any you know computer related so yeah. right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do, doing those things that 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 don't involve a computer is always yeah. pretty much my go-to at this point yeah battle playing video games that's my other thing but i don't get much time to do that anymore at least mm-hmm. um yeah same here so how did you i guess we should back up because i think you have a kind of from what I remember, you have an interesting YouTube start that I, I kind of want to like dig into. So like, how did you mm-hmm. end up being like, I'm going to do YouTube? Like, what was your uh, motivation? What was your like reason behind behind that? Yeah, so I had been just uh, a, a regular developer, just heads down, writing code for mm-hmm. like 10 years straight. Never looked up, <laughs> never knew anything about developer advocacy or teaching or anything like that. And, um, actually it was, it was my kids. So they're teenagers and just trying to get them to stop playing video games and, and (laughs) talking on the phone and chatting and all that, you know, basically looking at their screen 24 seven, um, and trying to come up with an idea, like a business idea for them to do. And they, they wanted to create YouTube channels. Um, my son was going to create one like gaming related, of course. And then daughter wanted to do something that was like a beauty you know hairstyles or whatever something like that right so um that never happened (laughs) um (laughs) like they they kind of i think my daughter actually made a video but she never posted it um you know it's it's that being scared of what what your friends are going to say whatever but you know putting yourself out there i understand completely understand Mm -hmm. so i decided without telling anyone my wife my kids nothing uh, that I was going to start a YouTube channel and just see what happened and kind of prove a point. Like you, you can do anything if you put your mind to it, that sort of thing. And so I wanted to create a YouTube channel and I wasn't sure exactly the topic, but you come back to what do you know? Like I know programming, right. I know coding. It's like I can teach this. I can do something coding related. So I started creating videos and people started watching them. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. Like, why are you watching my videos? <laughs> and so I decided that if I, got to 300 i think it was around 300 subscribers 
that I would tell my wife, like, okay, this is kind of a thing if I got 300. And right. that happened pretty quickly. And so I told my wife and my family that I've been creating YouTube videos and they just, you know, started laughing at me. Like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> and it just kept, kept growing. Like I just stayed consistent with it. I, I posted, I think it was like a one video every week and just continued to do that and just continuously grew, kept growing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I remember the first time you told me that story. And I can't remember. It must have been in the Discord. It must have been like in a passing fleet of a chat between everybody. And it's just unbelievable that like I'm gonna prove a point was the mm -hmm. the the beginnings of like this this YouTube channel that you've done so well at and you've yeah, you've been consistent, like consistently putting out content and consistently putting out good content and not just being like, I'm just gonna make something because it's another week. Like it's mm -hmm. always been like I'm making good content and people are watching. And yeah, that, that, that idea of like kids, like I'm going to make a YouTube channel about gaming or, or beauty yeah. or whatever. And then being like, immediately being like, oh no, what are my friends going to think? Right. Like that's the attitude, right? And, and yeah. rightfully so. Like I, when I remember starting my YouTube channel and I did it with a laptop and like some microphone that I had in my kitchen mm -hmm. and recorded it, no face cam, no nothing recorded the video. I was like, no one's going to watch this. And then like a week went by, I put another video out and, you know, I was watching my subscriber count go up, you know, tens, twenties, thirties. And then I did one crash course and that was it. Mm -hmm. Like after that, like it gone from, you know, like a hundred subscribers and I was at 500 subscribers and then I was at mm -hmm. a thousand and I was like, okay, well, I guess, guess this is something I'm doing now. And then, right. you know, it's like, yeah. how much more can you do? Um, yeah. As a content creator, do you find it hard to, like, this is my kind of thing. It's like, how do I level something up? Mm, you know, like you mm. put out a piece of really good content and next week you got to be just as good or put out mm. something like that. How, I'm sure people at home want to know, like, how do you handle that situation where you're like, yeah. oh, I did a really good video last week. I really <laughs> want to capitalize on that. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, and I really haven't, a whole lot of thought into to that because it's kind of a as you go each each video you make you kind of learn new things like as far as like the actual video editing and yep. and putting in animations different things like that um you kind of you learn it as you go every video you make it's a little bit better over time as far as the content itself i just again just like being genuine teaching things that you know uh even teaching something that you you're learning like because you're learning it and as you're learning it you're you're coming across these little things that maybe someone that's seasoned forgets about. They like forget about all the little things, right? Yep. So even if you're just learning, like just teach something that you know or something that you're learning, being genuine, um, just trying to think what else. Like I, I don't put a, too much conscious effort into like leveling up and like, whoa, 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 you know, try not to put too much pressure on myself, you know? Right. Yeah, and I think that's important. Like I, I'm sure you've been asked and I've been asked a few times, it's like, how do I start a YouTube channel? Mm -hmm. And like the answer is just like, do, do something it doesn't yeah. really matter like the first video is it's not going to be your no one's going to just suddenly get a million subscribers off the first mm -hmm. video mm -hmm. like the odds are very slim it's not going to happen yeah maybe your video gets 500 views like that's really good for a first video like you should be singing and dancing but yeah i i didn't know anything about editing yeah. i didn't even know what editing software was i didn't know anything about like lighting mm -hmm. or microphones or how to take noise out of video, you know, all those things mm -hmm. that you've learned over the years or, you know, how, how to record a screen. So it actually looks okay on a mobile phone, like all those right. things that you don't know about. Yeah. You and, learn them over time. Yeah. And, and if you look at your first ever video and then the last video you posted, uh -huh. like they are dramatically different, whether you've <laughs> been in for a month or a year or 10 years. For sure. For sure. Unfortunately though, well, fortunately, but unfortunately, my first video ever is still one of my best performing videos ever. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the bad thing about it is there's this really bad misspelling in the video. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just late night. I just wasn't yep. paying attention, rendered it, and I posted it. Um, and there's a misspelling. And to this day, I get comments. Hey, you misspelled this. Yes, I know. <laughs> thank, thank you for pointing out from a year, you know, like a two-year-old video. Thank you. Right. Yes, I, I promise that. I know how to spell. It's just... <laughs> <laughs>
I actually think that one of my my first I think my first one of my first crash courses is still one of my top performing today. Mm-hmm. And like I look at that video and every time someone makes a comment on it, I just cringe because I'm like I don't even know what I was doing back then. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what crash course was. I just kept recording and it got longer and longer until it was like an hour long. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, yeah, it's still still cringy. Yeah. I mean, overall, you know, teach teach what you know. Keep up with with other trends, like like when you got this um, GitHub Copilot, and you got mm-hmm. all these different things. That when things come out, obviously, you want to try to ride a wave of some popularity as well, but still sticking to what you know and sticking to things that um, are are interesting to you. Because if it's not interesting to you, then you're gonna lose the passion. Yeah, and that's the key element. I started my YouTube channel with interview questions for developers. That was the first video I ever posted. Mm-hmm. And about three videos in, I was like, okay, if I don't do something else, mm-hmm. this is going to be the end of the YouTube. Like I'm going to be mm-hmm. a three video YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And, and and then moving into like tutorials and crash courses, which is where I, most of my work is all crash courses at this point. Mm-hmm. But going into that was just, for me, was that's where the passion's at. Like being able to take something from zero to a mm-hmm. hundred, and 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 the end, someone's got something that functions. I'm like, yes, sign me up. Yep. Um. So, w- live streaming mm-hmm. is, is that on your list of things to do? I, I I know you did it for you did it for a while, right? You, I I did sporadically here and there, right? Um. And it, it's a kind of a bigger thing at MongoDB. So I'll be doing right. a lot more live streaming uh, for them as well. It's not really on my to-do list this year, at least, for CodeStacker. I just don't have enough time, honestly. Yeah, um, it, it yeah. is a time sink. Yeah, it is. So uh, actually, I have a live stream coming up tomorrow uh, for MongoDB. So it's, it's, you know, probably maybe like a once or twice a month thing for me now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing it twice a week at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it is, I'm lucky that my boss at, at, at Tina was like, hey, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, put mm-hmm. that on your calendar and do it during work hours. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't, I would, mm-hmm. I would, the streaming would be stopped again because, like, yeah. you're right. It is such a huge time sink and, and the effort. You can't just pause a live stream and just be like, all right, I'll <laughs> hey. pick this up tomorrow. Like, there's none of that. Right. There has to be like a beginning, Dedicated. middle, and an end, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's exactly. such a time sink. Mm-hmm. And you have oh. to be like, "Cool, I'm going to live stream, so don't disturb me for like an hour and a half. Like, uh-huh. I'll be, I'll be down when I'm done, kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that all of us, I think, are kind of trying to ride the wave is TikTok. Mm-hmm. We've had this discussion during discords and, and other things. Um, yeah, shorts, disc, TikTok yeah. and shorts are our like constant debate. Um, what What is your it's, thoughts on on tech talk as they call it? Yeah, um, the kids. Well, it's 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 a new thing, and I think everyone is still figuring out some uh, some quicker than others. Um, if you're great at dancing and memes, then you're going to do great on tech talk, <laughs> but. If you're just doing like a normal tutorial type thing, I, I don't see them doing as well. But although there are you know more and more uh, that are doing that, and so maybe that audience will also grow along with it. Um, it so far, I haven't had much success, but I'm just going to keep at it just with anything else. Consistency is the only way to, to truly test something. So got to be consistent with it for a while and kind of just see what happens. Yeah, I've, I found that tutorials at least in the shorts world or in, in, even in TikTok, like sometimes they do exceedingly well, just randomly. Mm-hmm. And you'll get like thousands of views and then you'll do a tutorial. It's exactly the same style mm-hmm. and it gets like 10 views. <laughs> and so there's something in that algorithm that like works in a special way that I don't understand yet. And yeah, you're right. It's consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that posting parts of podcasts works really well on that platform. Like mm-hmm. people love 60 second snippets of, po- of podcasts seems to mm-hmm. work really well. Mm-hmm. And so I've done a couple of those and, and that's really helped this podcast mm-hmm. kind of grow into, yeah. into something else. Yeah. I think, I think that's the key as well um, to success is experimenting. 
just yep. doing different things like you know what is what is this content going to do and uh same thing with videos you know trying something a little different just see see what what happens right right uh, you never know i mean yeah i i think we we've all been through that discoverability stage where we're like i wonder if i do a video on this if it does well or not mm-hmm. and then if it performs you know 20% less than before you're like yep okay half my you know half my yeah. real audience hates this right um yeah. I, I probably shouldn't do this again but yeah i mean you have to try not to deviate too far from your norm uh, right. because you know the subscribers they subscribe for certain thing right and so if you just completely change topics or something just off the wall then yeah it's probably going to hurt your subscriber base yeah that that is for sure I, i've done that once i did one video and i was like it was like a day in the life video and uh-huh. it got like I think it got 50 views in the first week, uh-huh. which is about, you know, a 10, 10% of my regular views. Mm-hmm. And I did it because a bunch of people were asking for it. Mm-hmm. So like a bunch of people in my comments were like, hey, I would love to see a day in life. And I just got the role at Tina. So I was like, mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like 10% of my viewership watched that video. And the, yeah. and the view time was like a minute 30. And it was like a 20 minute video. And I was like, Uh-oh. great. <laughs> This was worth the editing skills I had to learn to edit a vlog. Mm-hmm. That was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. That yeah, I mean, like I, I I normally just do you know the technical type stuff, but I do plan on doing like a um, um, studio tour, like a office mm-hmm. tour or whatever that that kind of video as well. But like that's not my norm. Like that's just like a one off right you yeah. know thing. But normally it's going to be tutorials. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to do an office tour now. Now I have, s- I have so much new equipment mm-hmm. in the last year that I'd like to do do an actual equipment tour and like an office tour because my office is huge. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, is this what is this worth the edit? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the back, that one video is now stuck in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, ten percent of your viewership watched your day in the life video. <laughs> do you think they're gonna watch this office tour video? Mm-hmm. But I think that's the attitude I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a fun, whim- whimsical, like something fun for me. Talk about, yeah. you know, everything I've got in my office. Yeah. And then just be like, if 10 people watch this, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And like, just let it go. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, right? It's hard when you see that, like, if you've never been on YouTube before and you've never published a video, YouTube is nice enough to tell you what your last, like, video performs against your last 10 videos. Right. And there's nothing more disappointing than seeing a video be 10 out of 10. Yeah. And, like, not just, like, oh, it's 10 out of 10 in the beginning, and then it becomes a 5 or a 6. Mm-hmm. No, it just is 10 out of 10, and it mm-hmm. stays there. There's yeah. nothing more disappointing. Yep. You always want it to be at the, towards the top, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't believe that I hit, like, a, you know, 10% viewership. On a video that I spent, I spent so much time editing too. It was like hours because there's all these cuts and things mm-hmm. I had to do and learn mm-hmm. how to speed video up a little bit and speed it down, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's one thing I, I actually enjoy video editing. I, I like the creativity mm-hmm. of it. Um, and a lot of people uh, in our space that I know of, uh, or some of them, they don't really enjoy the editing, you know, it's, right. um, and some of them even hire that out, you know, have someone else do their editing. Um, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. I, I actually found at least recent, I enjoy it more and more. Mm-hmm. Like I use Resolve, which you use Resolve too, right? Yeah. So DaVinci Resolve, yep. yeah, learning DaVinci Resolve was this whole beast of things and like learning how fusion works and, and, and those things to do animations and stuff was like out of this world. But now that I've got at least the basics and some of that stuff down, I really enjoy editing now. Like yep. I don't mind editing anything. And and there's been some times in the discord where people are like, Oh, does anybody have an editor? I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. You can pay me. I'll do it. I don't care. Uh-huh. It's fun. Yeah. I really enjoy that creative outlet because there's mm-hmm. not much in our space. There really isn't a lot of creative, like we can build cool stuff or we can build, you know, if you look at like some of the people in our space who have made games and all sorts of cool Mm -hmm. stuff, like you're like, oh yeah, but there's not a lot of like creative freedom around tutorials. It's very hard to make it creative based. Right, right. Yeah, you can't, I mean, it's with the vlogs and with the other other types of uh, of, of videos, you you, you can't incorporate a lot of that stuff into a a tutorial. Right. 
So yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are like, can't you just make like a sixty second clip of your tutorial? And like like no. Like <laughs> it's not like gaming where you can slice up like the <laughs> five best kill shots that you've done in a video game. Like it doesn't exist. <laughs> we should do that. We should do that. Make make a gaming type uh tutorial video. That would be awesome. <laughs> It would be it would be fun. It would certainly be fun. <laughs> I don't think anyone would watch it though. No, oh probably God. not. Probably. <laughs> we I try. mean, they might. They'd watch the like the first like twenty seconds, and mm -hmm. then they'd be like, "This is terrible," and click off. It's probably how it would go. I'm thinking of like a sniper gun. You're looking down the the target, and you're you're like seeing code being written. Right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. If you see that on his channel, you know where he got the idea. That, <laughs> that, that's go. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's <laughs> oh, funny. So I like to ask guests that come on top picks. And I usually have a nice list of top picks to pick from. Mm. Um, so we we'll usually start with either a show, a movie, or if you play video games, a video game, like a top pick in the last, say, like month or so of something that you may have watched. Mm -hmm. And it could be one of each or just one. Um, and anything that comes to mind? Um, so I was catching up on the Marvel stuff hmm. um, on Disney Plus the other day. That was that was pretty good. Um, have, you, have you seen that What If show? The What If show? Is it I haven't started watching that one. And it's kind of bugging me. I'm not sure if I if I want to or not. So <laughs> I watched the first eight minutes of the first episode uh -huh. and then I was like, this is dumb uh -huh. and then turned it off. Cause I, yeah. yeah, I, I went in a bit skeptical. Mm -hmm. I was like, eh, it could be really cool. Like a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm just yeah, not sure. I'm not sure what Marvel's thinking. <laughs> I mean, Disney's thinking like, Hey, how can yeah. we get more dollars out of people? So let's mm -hmm. make another like show yeah. that people will watch. But uh -huh. Yeah, it just felt, it was, I don't know, it wasn't for me, mm -hmm. like, that. that's about as much as I can get into it, but, because in case yeah. you do watch it, I don't sure. want to ruin it, but, yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, the, the basic premise of it, it just didn't sound appealing to me. Right. Yeah, that was, that was the same thing for me. I was like, it doesn't sound uh -huh. appealing, I'll give it a go, and then right. was like, I don't know why I bothered, like, <laughs> find something else to watch. Right. Uh, um, yeah, so I, we, I generally gravitate to, to that kind of, like, superhero type or sci-fi type stuff. I love Star Wars, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so we just finished up Lucifer, which is on Netflix, which used to be a Fox show. Mm -hmm. uh, the final season came out last week, mm. and we just finished that over the weekend. Um, so now I'm disappointed because now there's no more of that show. Uh -huh. um, but if you haven't seen it, really good show. And mm -hmm. the final season was really well done. Like, I was... Ex they made the final season after saying the last was going to be the final season kind of idea, mm -hmm. but people complained and they made another season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, they're going to do the whole jump the shark thing where they can't get back to the end of the story. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really well done. And they mm -hmm. really Netflix really spent some money to, to, to make it worth its while, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. a lot of those companies are spending a lot of money on streaming content. Yeah. Um, because you know, well, I mean, well, movie theaters recently opened, but for a while there, they weren't. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how open you are where you live. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would say we're at like sixty percent open right now, something mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, even even that, with that being the case, I still don't go anywhere. Right. Because I'm still paranoid. So. Uh -huh. Same here. Yeah, we we don't really get out much. Um, just because um it's just yeah i mean so uh, recently my wife had some health issues and mm, we had yes, to go I remember yeah we had to go into the hospital and not last place that we wanted to go but you know she, she was sick so while we're sitting there in the hospital there's no beds there's no rooms available so we're on a gurney in the hallway along with a lot of other people just sitting there waiting for like six hours um as we're there two dead bodies roll past us out to a waiting hearse. I'm like, mm. this is real. Like, right. I've been, I've been in my house mostly for the past two years. I uh, haven't really gone out. You know, we do like Walmart pickup and yeah. you know, delivery type stuff, but we don't really go out much. Um, and this was like going out there and actually seeing like this is people are still getting sick. People are still dying. Um, yeah. So it, it's real. And we're just trying to protect ourselves. So yeah, we're, we're the same way. Like my wife, like 
even going to my parents was like this whole like it was basically a six month decision to get here mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. Like I've been vaccinated for a while, mm-hmm. but I was still like, Ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, if I don't do it now, it's going to be winter time and no one wants to go to New Jersey in the winter because it's cold <laughs> and snowy. Right. Um, but yeah, like even that, like I'm not flying, I'm driving. So mm-hmm. I'm dr- I'm doing a 10 hour drive instead of flying because yeah, yeah I'm That's still a bad. bit, it, it's not bad, but yeah. it's just going to be me in a car by myself. So yeah. It's not it's quite as good as sharing the driving or anything. So yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way. Like we're still trying to protect ourselves and, and the yeah. family and everything else. So yeah, I'm excited to you know to get back to in person events and me too. Do, you know, travel and vacation and all of that. It's just uh, I think it's worth waiting for. Yeah, me too. Like I saw mm-hmm. the render ATL, obviously the conference, mm-hmm. and I saw a bunch of people there that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm we'd all like to hang out with and i'm like yeah. even that i'm like wow i'd really wish i went but also yeah. i'm glad i didn't go because you know yeah still 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 the same situation we're in and i was going to go to all or all open things which is the north carolina like one in raleigh mm-hmm. um like colby was supposed to be there a bunch of mm-hmm. other people ali etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and now i'm debating whether or not i want to go mm-hmm. it's literally five minutes from my house <laughs> It's five minutes from my house. It's probably uh-huh. the only conference I'll go to if I go to any this year. Yeah. But like the numbers are still, you know, to me too high for me to feel safe in a conference center yeah. mm-hmm. for two days. Right. Yeah. I- I'm supposed to go to Vegas in November, late November. So that's still TBD. Just, you know, give, give it another month or so. We'll see right. what, what, what things are like then and make that decision then. Is that a conference in, in Vegas or? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, AWS uh, reInvent. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that mm-hmm. that was in, in Vegas yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MongoDB has a booth there, so supposed to go do so that. TBD, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. That's why It'd I'm kind of glad that like Next is not Next conference is not in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all going to be virtual again, just like the Jamstack conference. I'm so glad because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to fly. So... <laughs> I hope we, at first I was like, hope you don't pick my CFP because I don't want to fly because <laughs> I don't want to get sick. But right. now it's only online. I'm just like, yeah, pick us. Yes. Let's do I want to talk about some stuff. <laughs> um, has there been any software lately that you've picked up or maybe started using? I mean, it could be Mongo if you want to plug them, but um, mm-hmm. anything recently that you've, you know, used that you're like, wow, this is cool. People should check out. Yeah, well, I mean, this isn't new. It's just something that I use almost on a daily basis. But like uh, Notion, like I couldn't live without Notion. I, I just use it to track everything. Um, yeah. Do you put all your like ideas and stuff in there, or mm-hmm. are you just taking it for note taking? No, I use it as like a second brain type type thing. So you 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 can have different databases in there and link them yep. together, right? So yeah, so I have like a knowledge base in there. I have like my ideas. I have all of my scripts, all of my uh, you know content whether it's a blog article, a video, whatever it is, just to have just a place to track everything. Yeah. Yeah. I use um, Craft. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of that one, which is Mm-mm. like Mac. It's Mac-based, but they mm-hmm. have a web version. Um, Colby was the one that told me about it. It's kind of like, it's the same idea as Notion. It just has a, it just feels nicer. Mm, okay. And I use that as second brain too. Same idea. Mm-hmm. I just dump anything that comes to mind, gets dumped in there. And then I filter it out and figure out, if it's actually a good idea or a really bad idea, mm-hmm. which is how roll your tweet yeah. came about. Cause I wrote that down as like, I'm mm-hmm. really mad about this. I should fix this problem. Uh-huh. And then I sat down and thought about it and was like, actually, this is a good idea. It is. It is. I've never heard of, of the, anyone else with that idea. It sounds great to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. It's done by the way. Uh-huh. Nice. It's done. We just actually, have to wait think... for you to get back from vacation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so by the time, this goes out it will probably be launched but we'll see oh, nice but yeah i'm super excited about that um nice. have you done anything recently um or but no this is my favorite question actually you bought anything for your house lately mm. i have all sorts of john john wood in the last episode bought a dishwasher <laughs> nice <laughs> um so right now we're in the middle of um having our bathrooms remodeled oh nice so we, we kind of waited, like, you know, COVID was a thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't really want people coming into the house, all of that. Stuff yep. started getting better, so we decided to go ahead with it. 
So we're in the middle of, of renovating and now COVID's starting to get worse again. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's going, it's going well. So, um, having the bathrooms remodeled, it's, I live in an older house. Uh, it was built in the sixties. So the bathrooms, I think the last time they were remodeled was in the eighties, probably, probably. So we've been living with, you know, outdated, you know, so my wife's going to be happy once it's all done. Yeah. My, my parents are currently doing, so my parents have a house from, I think it was the night, I think it was built in the nineties. So like everything in that house is like nineties and uh, yeah, they started slowly renovating it. They've actually been doing it themselves, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they bought it from a lawyer. Like the house was a lawyer's house. So it's very like, you know, (laughs) uh rich 90s vibe yeah. to it in in yeah. some rooms and it's just really weird like uh-huh. it has a a jacuzzi bathtub uh-huh. that's so big that the water tank that they have doesn't actually fill it <laughs> so they fill it like if you want to use it you have to fill it and then wait 20 minutes so oh, that wow. there's enough hot water to fill the rest oh boy <laughs> yeah so it's very much like that um wow which which always makes me laugh every time i go there it makes that's me laugh. funny that's funny um, um next next up something you've bought did you buy anything recently that you're like yeah this is a good product and everyone should buy one or if you got something recently you know yeah to you yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so most recently i think i upgraded my monitor so i got an ultra wide it's uh i was debating you know, like 49 you know mm-hmm. the big 49 inch and then i, I did, ended up with an lg 38 okay. and I went with it because of the resolution. And so it's 30, whatever it is, 3840 by 1600. So it's slightly, um, the vertical resolution is slightly more than other monitors, right? And I feel like it's a noticeable difference. Like I have a lot more real estate than I would have been with going with a 49 inch. Like it's it's wider, but it's it's actually less real estate. Right. Because you don't get the vertical on the forty nine mm-hmm. inch; it's much skinnier. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how How is that yeah. for recording? Just out of my own interest, like how how are yeah. you handling recording on that? Is that like are you doing like a ten eighty p split where you're only recording ten eighty p of the screen? Or yeah, yeah. So I use OBS, and so you can just right. you know set OBS to record a certain uh, window, um, and I just resize that window to to fit the ten eighty, um, and then yeah, no no issues at all. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I might hit you up for the link for that because I'm in the I'm in the market for monitors. One of my mm-hmm. my left hand side monitor the backlight is dying, mm-hmm. so everything just looks hella washed out on it. <laughs> and so if I use it to do any coding on it, if it has a white background, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if like any like no gray show up anymore. Oh boy! So like I usually use it for like the OBS sits on that screen, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna have to sooner or later. It's just gonna just go yeah. and there ain't gonna be anything left but yeah, yeah i'll have it's, to hit you up yeah so I, I mean i don't i i can't see myself ever going back to a two monitor setup i actually do have another monitor on top of this one where which i just use for like monitoring uh discord and uh, right. uh you know uh different things like that it's like not like i'm not looking at it all the time but um but the side by side you have so many different options and actually um on if you're using you know you're on mac aren't you so on no, mac, i'm on windows I'm, oh, are I'm you on windows, windows? I'm on oh. Mac for work only. Gotcha. Windows for okay. everything else. Yep. Cool. So Windows has uh, Power Toys. Yeah. Yep. And and it has the cool little uh, you know fit the windows and oh, you can yeah. customize yeah, yeah. where the windows goes. I think it's called Fancy Windows. I don't know. Yeah. Like fa- fancy tabs or fancy windows, something like that. Something right? like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you can set it up to where you just drag a window um, with you know you know left click drag, and then if you tap the right click, it'll automatically snap it to wherever. Yeah, I haven't Wherever played around that. I keep seeing that, and I, mm-hmm. I'm like, because I use the color picker a lot, because mm-hmm. they have that built-in color picker. So when I'm like, yeah. I can't remember what hex color I used for this, I use <laughs> yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, I should check that out. It's yeah, there's a few different there. tools in there too. You can you can turn on. I forget all of them, but yeah, it's 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 very handy. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, I definitely that, that color picker I use so much. It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. And then the final question I have, is there any, well, this might be a bit difficult now because like COVID's kind mm-hmm. of rampant again, but is there anything you've done outside recently or something that you've eaten, like, you know, from a restaurant mm. um, in your area? Um, 
No, there's there's no good restaurants in my area, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, me too. So I, I, I lived in Houston for, uh, what was it, like I don't know, six years or so. Right. And then we moved uh, up here, which is basically, I live in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a forest, literally. Um, Sounds like my parents. Yeah. And so, like, there's, there's, you know, there's a mall here. There's, there's little, little things, but it's like the food is nothing like Houston. Like, you know, you could right. get any, anything you want. Uh, we miss like the Vietnamese food and, um, you know, all kinds of different uh, variations. So, um, no, I mean, the, the last, last thing we did was like, you know, went for a hike. <laughs> it's like, we haven't it's always really a bad much. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem we have too, is that like, mm -hmm. so I live just outside of Raleigh mm -hmm. in North Carolina. So Raleigh, if you go to downtown Raleigh, you can basically get anything. Mm -hmm. If you want Vietnamese food, if you want Chinese food, Indian, mm -hmm. whatever, you can get it down there. But we live just far enough away that all we have is chain restaurants yeah. and nothing else. Yep. So as long as you want like fast food or a mm -hmm. chain restaurant like Outback, mm -hmm. I can provide that to you. But anything mm -hmm. else... Good. You got to drive the 10, 15 minutes and like nowhere delivers from mm -hmm. there. Wow. Because they're like, we won't drive into downtown Raleigh to drive back out. So no one will deliver to us. Uh, well, at least it's only 10, 15 minutes. I mean, for us to get to a place like that, it's at least an hour drive. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That's my parents in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. I think my parent, I think my mom was saying the closest walmart is like 40 minutes away what okay well yeah. uh, walmart's only five minutes down the road yeah. from me but yeah they have to drive far they have to drive uh, far i mean the first five five to six minutes is driving up there like two and a half mile driveway to uh -huh. get to the top and once you get there then, you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> then you're driving back roads forever it's, it's uh -huh. terrible wow uh, do they have internet service out there they do so funny story uh -huh. so they had when i last went there they had terrible dsl that was mm -hmm. all they could get. And they'd been living there, I think, three or four years, something like that. And my dad was just always mad. Like, no internet provider would come. Mm -hmm. No one was laying out fiber or anything like mm -hmm. that. So he ended up paying the fiber company to run a line from the closest fiber box to mm -hmm. his house so that wow. he could so he could get internet. Wow. And that was like a it was a two it was almost a two year process. Wow. Just to get that like actual internet that doesn't drop out every 12 <laughs> seconds. Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was a big thing they end up mm -hmm. having to pay and they like dug a line all the way from wherever the closest box was wow um, he said it was the best investment he ever spent money on i bet and my, I mean... and my dad's not a tech person really that much <laughs> like he knows tech and he likes mm -hmm. tech but like they're not using anything crazy there like they have like a fire tv and and they have laptops mm -hmm. um he he did text me and say hey do you need faster internet we only have a hundred meg here like, do you need me to upgrade for a month or so? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not working. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to so, do any work. So that fiber line is only getting them a hundred. <laughs> yeah, because that's what my dad wants to pay for a month. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. like, the the investment to get the line was totally worth it. But then mm -hmm. he was like, what's your cheapest option? That's what I want. <laughs> and I was like, that that cable wow. company or whoever. I think it was Spectrum. I think mm -hmm. they must mm -hmm. have been so pissed. Oh, like, wow. oh yeah, this guy's gonna have fast in it. He's asking for fiber to his house. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Yeah, what's the cheapest option? That's what I want. <laughs> Thanks. That's I don't awesome. need anything faster than that. It stream mm -hmm. it, it streams Amazon Prime. Right. Great. I'm I'm good. So, good. Yep. Just just yeah. I only need the one stream. <laughs> yeah, I only need yeah, I only have one device in the house <laughs> that needs to stream. Wow. I only have one TV and it's downstairs. Yeah, wow. that was that was my issue uh, moving up here. So I moved up here because my mom lives out here and she's mm. kind of getting up in age. Need to come uh, yep. help her out. So moving up here, we really wanted to get like some land and like you know have not not a farm, but like you know have right. some land out kind of like out of the city. But there are there's there's no places that we could find that had internet that was that I could live with. Yeah. You know, right. so so we ended up having to to buy a house in the city. Like, uh, yeah, that was that was so my parents have always just wanted to live like on a lot of land mm -hmm. since they moved to america like mm -hmm. they lived in connecticut and they had 35 acres mm -hmm. and then they moved to new jersey and now they have 38 acres mm -hmm. and like yeah it was my parents like you can't see their house from the road mm -hmm. it's just in the forest somewhere just good luck finding that's it. awesome <laughs> um which is really nice to go visit because mm -hmm. like you can truly disconnect from pretty much everything and mm -hmm. just live in a house and not have to worry about anything but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I that's kind of what I want. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I want. I, I'm I'm thinking I'm the same as you. I want some land where I'm away from people yeah. and like I don't have to worry about neighbors or whatever. But it, yeah, even where I live now, good luck. Mm-hmm. Like everything's been bought up by mm. condo building. That's all right. that I have three different condo buildings being built right around me, basically. Crazy. And new houses. That's all that's yeah. been built. Which yeah, sucks. I always wonder, like, there's all these new houses being built. Where are the people coming from? Or, or what's happening to their old houses? <laughs> right. So my problem is, is that I've got Apple moving in. Oh, yeah. Like, Apple bought in Kerry, which is like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes from me. So people will be buying houses down here so they don't have to be right next to work, blah, blah, blah. I can get more land or whatever here. Yeah. And then the other side, I have Amazon as well. So I'm hey. screwed, basically. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least your property value is going to go up. <laughs> yeah, if, it would be fine if I didn't rent this place. I don't oh, even okay. own this house. so <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> My rent keeps going up, but I'm not making oh. any money from it. So Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, we're coming to the end of the show now. Yeah. We're, we're, we've been hanging out for a, almost an hour. Is there anything you want to plug? Channels, Twitters, TikToks? Yeah, all the things. So just code stacker everywhere. Uh, R, not ER. And um, also check out my VS Code course, vscodehero.com. Yeah, which is cool. I still use the theme. I still get asked every time. <laughs> every week, I get at least one. Go- hey, what's this theme? I'm like, it's the code stacker theme. Yeah. Please. I made a video and people still ask me. Thanks, thanks for advertising for me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week I'm like, it's the I should code probably send you a check. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so good. It's like, hey, what's that theme? I'm like, it's still the code stacker theme. Like, here's the video I made on what it is. Like, I don't have much installed on my VS code, but it is this theme. No. It's still good. Appreciate um, it. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate you coming to hang out. Uh, let me know if you ever want to come back on. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody at home, thanks for coming. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review and do all those fun things that podcast people tell you to do. And I'll see you in a week's time. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye.